2: Listen to some of the best in modern audio drama right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
1: Now Madison was working super hard on a makeup tutorial show. She was teaching smoky eyes to folks out there who really wanted to know When some freaky deaky science stuff Only understood by nerds Zapped her into old radio shows The kind you might never have heard Now she should probably be trying to get out For Madison she's having fun Living an old time radio life Our explanation is done
0: Everybody, it's Madison. Oh, hang on. I've got some announcer copy here. Tonight, we bring you another adventure of Casey, crime photographer, ace cameraman who covers the crime news of a great city. Doesn't say which city, but we'll go with that. Our adventure for tonight. Ooh, this actually sounds cool. Photo of the dead. <laughs> Did I trigger that dramatic music? Nice. Okay, now I'm setting the scene. Nine o'clock in the evening. The big, untidy photographer's room of the Morning Express. I guess that's a newspaper. The door opens and reporter Ann Williams enters. Wait, let me fix that. Try that again. The door opens and reporter Madison Standish enters. Gosh, it's hot, Casey. Let's go over to the Blue Note Cafe.
3: Oh, Madison. I'd like to get out of this joint for a while, but Dad Phelan phoned about half an hour ago, said he wanted to see me.
0: So your dad's coming down here?
3: No, not my dad. Dad Phelan. You got two dads?
0: Very progressive for the 1940s.
3: No, dad is just what we call him. It's a sign of affection for older men.
0: You know, that makes me think. I've never actually had a sugar daddy. I mean, my own father still pays for most everything, so... I never really saw the need.
3: Dad Phelan runs a little stationery and cigar store.
0: Stationery and cigars? Wow, enjoy that while people are still writing letters and don't know anything about lung cancer?
3: Dad lost his wife last year, Aunt Maggie.
0: Wait, your dad is married to your aunt? Is the city this show takes place in in Kentucky?
3: You know, the next time Miss Williams needs a replacement, we'd be better off hiring one of the ten-year-old newsies off Main Street.
0: Incest and child labor? The good old days.
3: In any case, Dad said he wanted my advice about something. What he didn't say. Casey. Ah, oh, there he is now. Hi, Dad. Casey, my boy. Hey, it's good to see you. This is Madison Standish. Well, hello, Miss Standish.
0: I don't see the family resemblance.
3: Uh, excuse me? Yeah, never mind,
4: Dad. Here, sit down. Thanks. I've got something to tell you. Oh, well, what's on your mind? Casey, I've heard from Maggie. She's come back to me from the dead. Ooh, I didn't realize this was our Halloween episode.
3: It's not. Would you just go on, Dad?
4: I've heard her voice, and she sent me her picture from the other world. Her picture? You know that after Maggie died, well, we'd been together for nearly 50 years. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I know. So I started to read books that told how the dead sometimes are able to communicate with the living. Oh, yeah, they totally can. I should hook you up with some of my psychic podcasts.
0: Hang on, let me check my phone. I know I downloaded some before I got stuck here in the past with zero reception.
4: There's a bookshop on 12th Street, Jameson's. They have a lot of books on psychic phenomena.
0: Why read a book when you can actually hear real psychics talking? Wait, 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 almost there. Wow, I have a lot of true crime podcasts. I'm such a white girl.
4: A very nice lady runs the bookstore. I went in there a lot and we got acquainted. One day she told me about a woman, a medium with remarkable powers.
0: Oh, dude, that's freaking awesome! I've always wanted to go to a psychic, but my Ouija board warned me against it.
4: I went to see her last Thursday night a week ago. Maggie spoke to me while I was there.
3: What did this medium charge you? She wouldn't take a penny. Here, Casey, look at this picture.
4: You see what has happened above my right shoulder?
0: Dude, it's a ghostly face of a woman. That is super creepily awesome.
4: And it's Maggie's face. You recognize her, Casey? Yes, of course. This picture couldn't have been made by a trick, could it? No way, it's totes real. You guys don't even have Photoshop yet. Maggie was really with me last night, wasn't she? Yeah, she was with you, Dad. The photo is not a fake. You'd know. No, no, it's not a fake.
0: Told you. Like, photography at this time is majorly primitive. We're lucky this show isn't called Casey, Crime Sketch Artist.
4: So glad to hear you say that, Casey. Say, Dad, what's the name of this medium who took the shot? Madame Lavelle. She's a fine woman. Where does she live? She has a big house on Lincoln Avenue, 142.
3: Why? I, uh, just wondered... Excuse me, Dad. Hello, Casey speaking. Once when I was
0: traveling, I took a picture of the ghost of a cheerleader. Really? It was a spirit with spirit on Spirit Airlines. Uh, What? I know. I couldn't sleep for a week after that. And it had nothing to do with the weed I'd smoked in Mexico.
3: Okay, Burke. I'll be right up. That was the city desk calling, Dad. I'm sorry. I've got to rush out.
4: That's all right, Casey. Go right ahead. I'll be going anyway. You've told me what I wanted to know, and you've made me very happy. Good night, Miss Standish. Later. Good night to you, Casey. And a million
3: thanks. Good night, Dad.
0: OMG, that photograph was Amazing! In my day, you can't trust any images you see, especially online. Like, that cat is not actually arguing with that blonde lady.
3: That photo's a fake. It's a crude double exposure. That ghost face was taken by overlaying an old picture of Aunt Maggie that this, uh, Madame Lavelle got a hold of somehow.
0: What? Seriously? Well, then why didn't you tell your dad?
3: He's not my... He wants to believe this thing is on the level. He's happy tonight for the first time since his wife died. But Madison, after I finish whatever assignment Burke has for me upstairs, I'm going to pay an unsocial call on this Madame Lavelle.
0: This all reminds me of the movie Ghost. A story of a hot young dance instructor who's in love with a woman with an unfortunate haircut. When he dies, he has afterlife sex with her using the body of Whoopi Goldberg. And then everybody at the rich people's resort dances. What? Nobody puts baby in a corner. Ditto.
3: Ah, hey, Burke, what do you mean? You're sending me out of town a night. That's what I said, Casey.
5: I just had our Detroit correspondent on the phone. He tells me a honey of a murder broke out there. He may be gone two weeks, maybe a month. You don't need me to go, right? Casey's on this job alone, Madison. You stay here. Good,
0: because Detroit and I don't mix. I mean, yes, I did want to date a professional quarterback, but college cheerleader doesn't but I didn't know he played for the Lions.
3: Yeah, they went zero and 11.
0: Okay, then you know why I ghosted him. I swear, I could feel him crying through his texts.
5: Casey, take this to the cashier and get your expense money. Your plane leaves in 45 minutes. But Burke,
3: I gotta see someone tonight.
5: You can't. Get going, Casey. I want pictures from Detroit tomorrow. Oh,
3: okay. Well, Dad Phelan's been looking after himself for over 70 years. I guess he could do it without my help a few weeks longer.
0: So this is weird. I mean, if you're leaving and this is your show, what do I do till you get back? So I said to him, what do I do till you get back?
1: And then I remembered. Alcohol! Well, it sure was nice of you to stop by the Blue Note, Miss Standish. I was getting pretty lonesome with both Casey and Miss Williams being gone.
0: You keep making drinks this strong, Ethelbert? And I'll move in here.
1: Oh, that might be the operator calling back for you, Miss Standish.
0: I can't believe how many drinks I've had waiting for an operator to put through a long distance call. It's like when the internet
1: used to be dial up. How did people
0: survive,
1: Ethelbert? Ow! Well, to be fair, Miss Standish, it's only been five minutes. You just uh how do I say it nicely? You drink like a sailor on shore leave? Hello, Blue Note Cafe. Alphabet speaking.
0: I have a long distance call through to Detroit for a Miss Standish.
1: Oh, yeah, one second, operator. Madison, is your call to Casey.
0: Do me a favor. Put it on speaker, would you? Go ahead, please. Your party is on a lion.
1: Uh, one more second there, operator.
0: Please, sir, I cannot hold up the lion.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 operator. I, I, I got it then. Thank you. Hello. Oh, hey there, Casey.
3: Madison? How your voice has changed in a week.
1: It ain't Madison, Casey. It's Ethelbert. You know, from the Blue Note.
3: Uh, yes, of course, Ethelbert. Was Madison trying to reach me? Uh,
1: She sure was, Casey. Uh, Casey? She just fell off her bar stool.
0: I'm okay!
1: I got Casey on the line, Miss Standish. Uh, You want that I should tell him something?
0: Pass the phone down here, Ethelbert.
1: I don't think the cord will reach.
0: Damn your ancient Tick! Technology?
1: Casey, uh, Miss Standish is a bit burk, burk. indisposed at the moment.
3: This long-distance call is costing a fortune. Maybe she should call back later.
6: Tell him his
0: dad died.
1: Uh, Casey, she says your dad died.
3: My dad? He died years ago. Does she mean Dad Phelan?
1: You're talking about Dad Phelan, Miss Standish?
3: He did, yo! Uh,
1: yeah, Casey, I'm afraid so.
3: I'll be back on the next flight out, Ethelbert.
1: You okay down there, Miss Standish? Maybe I can get you a coffee.
0: Elbert. I haven't had a mocha latte in months. (laughs) Ooh, a quarter.
3: Well, come on, Captain Logan. Let's have the dope on it.
0: Dude, bring it down a notch. I woke up on the floor of the Blue Note wearing someone else's shoes.
3: Well, Phelan didn't open his door this morning, Casey. The cop on the beat got worried and broke in and found your friend dead in the back room. Just died in his sleep, huh?
0: If that's what helps you cope, we'll go with that.
2: Beside the old man's body was that spirit photograph of him and his wife. In his pocket, we found a bank book that had apparently represented his life savings.
0: The guy was tapped out. He went from $6,021 to just $21. You can't carry that low of a balance. The bank fees alone would have killed him.
3: And the fake medium got the 6,000.
0: Hey, we haven't determined that she's a fake. Okay, maybe the picture was fake, but sometimes those with spiritual gifts use methods to reach the other side that those of us unenlightened to their sensibilities cannot judge.
3: Are you still drunk? Little bit, yeah. Logan, that medium killed that old man, just as surely as though she'd stuck a gun to his head and pulled the trigger.
2: But she's not a murderer in the eyes of the law.
0: I bet you're regretting pretty hard leaving your dad and going to Detroit, huh, Casey?
3: All right, Logan, if the cops can't do anything, I'll talk to Madame Lavelle myself and put things right, one way or another.
0: I think I'll just sleep this off. You got a sofa? Uh. It's okay. I can lay down right here. <laughs>
3: Good afternoon. I want to see your boss. What is your name? Casey. Do you have an appointment with the mistress? No.
5: Madame Lavelle receives no visitor except by appointment.
3: So receive me, big guy. Get out of my way.
5: Wait. Nobody passes Loki.
6: Loki
5: Yes, Mistress.
6: I will see this gentleman for a moment.
3: So you're...
6: I am Madame Lavelle. What do you wish?
3: Hasn't your crystal ball told you?
6: Hmm. As the police have made some baseless insinuations that cannot be proven, I imagine you are about to do something equally
3: foolish. You don't care whose lives you destroy, do you, sister? Well, maybe I don't care whose house I destroy.
6: You are threatening my home, Mr. Casey? Then perhaps it's time for you to leave it. Loki!
3: Yes, mistress. Take your hands off me.
6: Loki is my devoted servant and former prize fighter. Loki, teach Mister Casey that it would be very unwise for him to travel.
2: It will be a pleasure, Madame.
6: Splendid, uh, Loki. Now, pick Mr. Casey up from where he's fallen and throw him out the door.
1: (laughs) You're certainly a pretty picture,
3: Casey. Two black eyes, a lump on your jaw? You don't have to give me a bruise-by-bruise description of how I look, Ethelbert. I know how I look.
0: So your plan was... What, to go over there and yell at her until you got your way? Did you ask to speak with her manager, Karen?
1: Miss Standish is right, Karen. Uh, Casey, you've gone at this thing all wrong.
3: Rough stuff will get you nowhere. You two are a big comfort. Captain Logan says there's nothing he can do, huh? Well, what can the cops do? Unless they prove that Madame Lavelle got Dad Phelan's money and got it under false pretenses.
0: Proving it is definitely the hard part which is how I avoided getting expelled from the Girl Scouts in the Great Cookie Scandal of 05. Suck it, Brittany. You can't prove a thing.
1: Why doesn't Logan detail one of his
3: dicks to pose as a sucker and pass this Madame Lavelle a couple of mock bills? That's been tried several times, but Madame Lavelle is too wise.
0: Dude, what about me?
3: What about you?
0: Well, I totally don't look like a cop. It's called moisturizing. So I could go to Madame Lavelle and tell her I lost my sister, which almost happened when I was six. But she found her way home. I really didn't expect a three-year-old to make it out of those woods.
3: What kind of a sick lunatic are you?
0: Hey, I'm on your side. Be nice. So I'll let Madame Lavelle believe that I got major bucks, and she'll try to work her scam on me, and we'll get the proof.
1: Sure!
3: Miss Standish could pass the mock bills. Be a cinch, Casey. One hitch in your idea. You think that anybody gets into Madame Lavelle's joint unless she knows who they are and all about them? It's part of her racket to have the lowdown on people who come to her.
0: So I'll create a fake online account with a tragic backstory. How else do you think I got into college? My grades? As if.
3: Say, wait a minute. That's not an entirely bad idea.
0: Seriously? Did somebody invent the internet while I was passed out last night?
3: Burke was telling me some of his recent family history before I went to Detroit. He can give us the gimmick we need behind this thing.
0: Remind me, who's Burke?
3: (sighs) You might want to cut down on your drinking, Madison. It's not doing your memory any favors.
0: I'll add it to my
1: suggestion box. Burke, eh? Is that your city editor, Casey?
3: Yeah, Ethelbert. And boy, will he go for it when he sees it as the build-up for an exclusive feature story. Madison, come on. We're talking to Burke right now.
1: But I'm not done with my drink yet. Uh, that's not your drink, Miss Standish. That's my rag woulda. Okay, probably a good time for me to
0: stop drinking. <laughs>
5: Right, Casey. It's a natural. Madison, you'll check into an uptown hotel tomorrow night as Marilyn Phillips of Portland, Oregon.
0: Marilyn Phillips, huh? I think I'll play her like a sexy temptress with a French accent. I love these
5: backats.
3: Think again. Marilyn Phillips is the real name of Burke's first cousin, right, Burke?
5: Yeah, and she ain't French. She could be. Look, just play it straight, all right? Marilyn lost her mother several months ago. Where's Miss Phillips now, Burke? Traveling in
3: Mexico. I can
0: play your Mexican. I love these tacos.
3: First, that was your French accent again. And second, no. Madison, I'll have my
5: wife tell you enough about Marilyn Phillips tonight that you can borrow an identity without any chance of a slip-up. When this Madame Lavelle checks her, she'll think you're the real McCoy.
0: Ooh! player like Dr. McCoy. it, Jim, I am a doctor, not a
3: sexy tantress. Would you lay off the French accent? It's not even good. Ouch. Now, we
5: just have to figure out how Madison will get to Madame Lavelle.
3: She'll go to Jameson's occult bookshop and become a steady customer. The old dame who runs the place is probably a shill for Madame Lavelle.
0: Okay, so I pose as a grief-stricken, non-French daughter with a pile of coin and let the old lady do the rest?
3: That's the
5: play. I'll see that you receive plenty of expense money, Madison.
0: (gasps) That's all I've ever wanted to hear from a job.
3: You might want to get an itemized expense report after this is all over, Burke.
0: Oh, I can itemize. I can make anything a write-off. After my first tax return when I was 16, the government wanted to hire me to do their military budget. Madison. I've been hanging out at the occult bookstore with the old lady forever, but nothing's happened.
5: You've only been on the job for ten days.
0: But she's so boring. Every conversation is about her African violets. This will take time. Stick with it. Then I'm gonna need some more expense money. All right, I'll send over one of the copy boys with more. <laughs> City desk speaking. It's been three weeks. Now her African violets have mites. No progress
5: on meeting Madame Lavelle, huh?
0: She's having me massage their leaves.
5: This is good. You're being accepted into her confidence.
0: Please make it stop.
5: You can't quit now.
0: Then I'm going to need more expense money.
5: I'll send more over.
0: City desk. Now some of her African violets are dying. Frankly, I think it's suicide.
5: I'm sure it'll be any day now.
0: Burke, about my expense money... Yes, I'll send more over. Morning, Mrs. Jameson.
7: There you are, Miss Phillips. You know, it, it occurred to me that you've been coming here for over a month now.
0: Oh gosh, please tell me Thumbelina is doing better.
7: Oh, absolutely. She's blossoming again. Your sitting up with her all weekend really seemed to lift her
0: spirits. Just call me the African Violet Whisperer. Why? Did whispering help? Uh, yes. Well,
7: I I wanted to talk to you. I feel that I know you well enough to offer a suggestion that may soften your great sorrow. Seriously? Would it not comfort you to hear your mother's voice once again? Oh, yeah, totes. Perhaps you can. I know a remarkable woman, Miss Phillips. A woman of miraculous powers.
0: Her name is Madame Lavelle. Oh, thank God, finally! Excuse me? I mean, oh, my sorrow. Uh, parting is such sweet sorrow. Sit down, Miss Phillips. Thanks. These shoes are totally killing me.
6: I see things in the crystal ball. I see a lady there whom you loved very dearly. Your mother, I believe.
0: My mom? Does she have one droopy eye from a botched brow lift?
4: Eh,
6: yes. Her name was Alice.
0: That old lady with the violets must have told you that.
6: Be not hasty in your judgment, Miss Phillips. You were born October 4th, 1922.
0: 1922? Dude, that makes me nearly a hundred years old! I'm freaking Betty White! The actress? Of course you know who Betty White is.
6: Was there ever a time when she wasn't completely awesome? Eh, uh, to continue with my vision in the crystal ball, your mother's maiden name was McClintock. She's very close to you now, Miss Phillips. Very close.
0: Is she sitting right next to me?
6: I mean her spirit, not her uh, physical being. Oh.
0: Okay, so like, can you make me see her, hear her voice? Floating candle, maybe?
6: Something? Later. Come to me on Thursday next. In the meantime, I will pray that the one you love beyond the veil will speak to you and give you comfort.
0: Wow, that was quick. So, uh, what do I owe you?
6: Oh, my dear child, I make no charge of my service. My mission in life is to serve mankind. Do you validate parking? No. Huh?
0: she merely gave you the old buildup today? And she nailed the information about Marilyn Phillips and her mom. Must
5: have gotten it from someone in Portland. Bert's and her racket have contacts all over. Call me again after you see her on Thursday.
0: Goodbye. Wait a minute, Burke. About my expenses.
5: You're spending the paper's money like an heiress. Learn to live with what you have or starve. Goodbye.
0: Jeez, he sounds like my dad. I make one bid on a princess dye gown, and suddenly I don't know the value of money.
6: The psychic force is strong in me tonight. The force is strong with this one. I feel the spirit presence of one who has passed beyond. Praise the Lord. She is here with us. Hallelujah! Will you shut up?
0: I'm sorry.
6: I am sinking into a trap. Ah, hold my hands tightly. Look closely at the crystal, and soon you may hear the voice of the day. Ooh!
0: Don't let go of my hands. I'm a puncher when I get scared. My daughter. Ah! Ow! Told you.
7: Have no fear. I'm with you, Marilyn, dear. Ma? This good woman has helped me make the journey from the land beyond to bring you comfort.
0: Oh, that was nice of her.
7: I left you so little money when I passed beyond the veil. You must have more. Much more.
0: See, this is why I knew you always understood me better than Dad.
7: And you shall have the money. I will point the way. Tomorrow,
2: take your money from the bank. Okay.
7: Give it to this good woman, Madame Lavelle. She will invest it for you. Invest it so it will be doubled, tripled in amount.
0: So you'll tell Madame Lavelle how to invest my money?
7: I shall guide her
0: every action. If you're so great at investing, why didn't you do it when you were alive? Uh,
7: b- because now that I've crossed the veil, I know all things, dear.
0: Okay, I'll buy that.
7: Through Madame Laval, I will make you rich. Now promise you'll bring the money tomorrow. Sure, ma. You've made me
0: very
7: happy. I must leave you now, darling.
6: Goodbye, my dear. Madame Lavelle? Oh, oh. Yoo-hoo! Madam! Was was it a success, Miss Phillips? You don't know what happened? I was in a trance.
0: I never know. Oh. Well, looks like you're going to invest my life savings for me. If your mother commands it, we shall assist her then. She also commanded you validate my parking. No, she didn't. I'm sorry, what's that? Fine.
6: Give me your parking ticket.
5: Well, Casey, that was Madison. Tomorrow night is the payoff. Madison is bringing Madame Lavelle $10,000 of the paper's money. Yeah? Cops will be posted around the house before Madison goes in. When she comes out, the cops will take it as a signal to close in. Then they'll get the Madame with all those marked bills in her possession.
3: There's also going to be a witness when that money is passed. Who? Me. But you're the last guy in the world who can get into that house. I've been casing that joint, Burke. There's a big window in Madame Lavelle's chamber with a strong trellis leading up to it. The window is painted black inside, but if Madison can get it open just a few inches...
5: You could see and hear what's going on.
3: And I can take a picture of Madison giving that rat the dough.
5: It'll make a swell shot for the paper. Will you tell Madison to get that window open? I certainly will. Leave it to Madison.
3: Casey, why does that statement fill me with dread? Because your gut has always been able to predict natural disasters.
6: Madame Lavelle, I got the cash. Well done, Miss Phillips. You may trust me. Through spirit guidance, I've made many fortunes for other people. There's $10,000 there.
0: Which is a lot of money in the 40s, right? I mean, gas is 15 cents a gallon. Of course, fuel economy is a few decades out.
6: It is a lot of money, Miss Phillips. But you will be rewarded with far more in return. Okay, here you go. Thank you. What was that?
0: That was the sound of someone not putting their camera on silent.
6: The window. So... It is Mr. Casey again.
3: Hello, Madam Lavelle.
6: Step off that trellis and into this room with that camera. As you see, I have a gun.
0: Way to blow it, Casey. Freaking eight weeks of undercover work. I sang to those damn African violets. And now it was all for nothing.
6: Close the window, Mr. Casey. Okay. I'm always alert for Frema.
3: Yeah, someone in your rack, it has to be.
6: You will give me the film you just exposed.
3: What good will it do you? I saw you take the dough.
6: Your testimony and that of Miss Phillips, if that is her real name-
0: Clearly it's not.
6: Will be utterly valueless if the money cannot be found in my possession. It's quite obvious that I've been given marked bills, but they are easily destroyed. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Casey, if she destroys the paper's $10,000, Burke's gonna kill me. He's already pissed at me about the expense report.
3: Why? What did you put in your expense report?
6: Now is not the time.
3: Don't worry, she won't destroy the money.
6: If you move, Mr. Casey, I will shoot you. Now, take the film from your camera and toss it into the copper bowl on this table. Okay. I place your... Marked money in the bowl with it. Now, strike a match, Mr. Casey, and burn them.
3: That gun makes you the boss.
6: You don't need to burn the money. Without the
0: pictures, there's no evidence you ever had it. Here, I'll take the money back, and we'll just forget the whole thing.
3: The cash doesn't bother me so much as the idea that you might beat this rap, Madame Lavelle.
6: I shall beat it. Strike a match and burn that evidence.
3: Okay, money in the film in this bowl. Sitting right beside your crystal ball!
6: Dude, Casey! You knocked the
0: gun out of her hands!
3: Get it, Madison, quick! Loki! Loki! Loki?
0: The god of mischief?
5: Yes, mistress.
0: You're not Tom Hiddleston. Loki,
6: help me! Get
3: Casey! That's the guy I wanted to see again. Come on, Loki. It's just you and me.
6: Isn't
0: exactly pulling off Thor here, but it's worth the price of admission.
3: Oh you weren't expecting the crystal ball in your face, were you, Loki? Now, Madame Lavelle, would you like to gaze into your crystal ball? Or can you guess what's going to happen next?
0: Okay, to be fair, she's a fake speaks to the dead psychic. Not a fake knows the future psychic. It's a specialty. Get it straight.
1: So the cops got the whole gang of them, huh, Casey? Yes, Ethelbert.
0: Including Mrs. Jameson. Turns out, when she wasn't boring everyone with her African violets, she was the one impersonating
1: Madame Lavelle's spooks.
3: That's swell, Miss Standish. What isn't swell, Ethelbert, is the expenses Miss Standish racked up.
1: Well... Anything like the tabs you ran up while you were in Detroit, Casey?
3: Hey! Between cleaning the offices over at the Morning Express and scrubbing dishes in your kitchen, Ethelbert, I expect Miss Standish is going to be quite busy for the next few months.
1: Now, hang on! Right you are, Casey. As my sister Edna says, quote, To err is human, to forgive divine. Lest you owe me money, then pay up your dime.
3: Unquote. <laughs> Very profound, Ethelbert. Thank you, Casey.
0: Ha ha. Well, as a good American, I'm going to avoid my debt and keep on spending. So good luck trying to collect. At the time freshly following prohibition, many radio shows downplayed drinking alcohol, worried about alienating a large part of their listening audience who still agreed with the ban. But Casey, crime photographer, pushed the limits by introducing the Blue Note Cafe as Casey's weekly watering hole. The Blue Note gave audiences a relatable place where they could envision themselves belly up to the bar alongside Casey and the rest of the cast. This also allowed their longtime sponsor, Anchor Hawking Glass, to advertise their glass bottles perfect for beer and ale. Hey, it's Madison. I wanted to thank you guys so much for listening. Before the announcer dude reads the credits, which you should totes listen to because this cast was amazing, did you know we have an email newsletter? You'll get the first look at upcoming episodes and a bunch of not-found-anywhere-else Madison stuff. To sign up, go to our website, madisonontheair.com. I promise I won't spam you. Much. Bye!
1: Madison On The Air was written and produced by Chrissy Tallon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Tallon Sage. Aaron Stahl appeared as Casey. Other actors in the cast were Jackie Waldman as Madame Lavelle, Tom O'Connor as Burke, Jeremy Sage as Ethelbert, Laura Christine Elliott as Mrs. Jameson, Jerry Kokich as Loki, Henry Graham Murray as Dad Phelan, and Jared Seawright as Logan.
2: If you produce audio dramas, it obviously isn't to become rich and famous. You love the medium, and you want to share your passion for theater of the mind. The Mutual Audio Drama Network is looking for you,